Hello and welcome to the Lou Review. Today I have a special guest, Anna Kate Goshko. Thank you so much for coming on here with me. Oh, thank you so much for having me. We met a little while back here in Louisville. Um, you even came to my house for Banco for uh, the Louisville Women Connect group. And so it's so exciting to have you one-on-one -on -one now because I was a big group of people. <laughs> yes, it was. So it's good to get to know you one-on-one. -on -one. <laughs> yes, definitely. But um, this is our first time doing a virtual episode of the Lou Review podcast because you're far, far away right now. Yes, I am actually visiting my mother in Alabama, here visiting extended family as well. So I decided to take an extended trip and I've been here for Thanksgiving, and then I will be here through Christmas as well. So I get to help my mom cook and prepare and organize and all of that good stuff. Well, you must be very good at that because we're here to talk specifically about a new ebook you have coming out. I do. Yes, it's actually available for purchase now on my website on southerncravings.com. And it's at the very top of the website. You as soon as you get there, you just click the holiday hosting planner and you can purchase right there on my website. But this ebook is great for any of those people who perhaps may be hosting their first holiday dinner or they are they just need a quick little brush up. They've done it before, but they need just a few of those extra tick boxes to make everything go even smoother. So this is great for any of those scenarios. Yeah, I think a lot of people get overwhelmed because we have so many ideals around nostalgia, maybe even nostalgia for an ideal that we've never experienced in our life. Absolutely. <laughs> and so anything that can make it more doable would be welcome. Yeah. Um, now, all year round, you are blogging about um, recipes and um, hostess type ideas on southerncravings.com, right? That's correct. So I usually publish about two to three times a week. And I share those recipes, of course, on my website. Uh, you can also join my newsletter list for any of those recipes as well. I send that out weekly on Tuesdays. And most of my recipes are the easy and approachable type. Like you will not find, there may be a couple of recipes actually, let me back it up. But there's a couple <laughs> of recipes that may have a little longer of that, those ingredient lists. But for the most part, it's very simple, very approachable. Even if you are not a cook, you can still read these instructions and know exactly what is being asked of you to do. And there's no crazy equipment or anything like that. So we keep it really simple at Southern Cravings. Okay. Do you um, have anything for people with special dietary restrictions? Well, Southern food is a whole dietary arena of its own. So um, I really don't get into the health food. I'm just, it's just not my style of cooking. But um, when I do know of a modification that you can make, I always include that in the recipe card at the bottom of the recipe. So um, yeah, so a lot of my recipes are filled with delicious butter and, um, and stuff like that. But, you know, one of the things that I think is so interesting about Southern food is everything is fried. And a lot of people think that that's just the way that we eat, 
Um, it's just constant fried food, but there is actually no fried food on my website. So I'm sure there is somebody out there clutching their pearls right now, but no, there's no fried food. She call herself Southern. (laughs) (laughs) But I do, um, I do have a lot of the old traditional Southern recipes um, that were passed down from my grandmother to my mother to me. And those are the things that I've learned that people really cherish and they want to cook more of. Um, So those are, those are some of the most important ones on my site, but then I have casual recipes like air fryer recipes, even as simple as how long to put chicken nuggets in the air fryer. So it kind of runs the gamut, Um, but you can find any kind of recipe that you're looking for. Okay. Well, that's pretty awesome. And then you, how long you've been doing this? I've been doing this um, solo for about five years. Um, I was in the corporate world and I finally was able to build up my business and to step out of that. And now I'm fully self-employed, which is a whole nother podcast um, (laughs) episode to talk about. Um, That has been a journey in itself, but um, this is just something that I've fallen in love with even more as I've, you know, continued to work on it and write about the recipes and how much they mean to me. So it's just kind of involved into a total passion project that I get paid for, which is incredible. (laughs) That is fantastic. I mean, everybody that I have on this podcast is doing something they're passionate about. And so I'm really excited to get to learn more about what you're passionate about. And um, now something that could be more of a go-to accessible thing for people who may not want to have people over to their house. Um, Do you have any go-to recipes for taking to a potluck or a work Christmas party or anything like that? Um, One of the most recent recipes I published are uh, sausage balls, which that is an old Southern recipe, but it's the sausage and the cheddar cheese and the Bisquick. It is so simple, but it is so delicious and they will be gone like in a snap. Mm -hmm. Um, So make a double batch of those, but those are great for um, whipping up ahead of time. And you can even take them at room temp or you can keep them warm, whichever, you know, whichever you choose. But aside from that, a caprese salad is really easy to do with those, um, the preformed mozzarella pearls Mm -hmm. and some cherry tomatoes and basil. And it also kind of looks festive because Mm -hmm. you've got the red and the white and the green. Mm -hmm. So you can take that to a holiday party, drizzle it with a little bit of balsamic vinegar, um, and even serve it on like a, a bed of pretty arugula or something like that. So, um, Yeah, so those are the top two that come to mind. But aside from that, charcuterie, of course, is a great one. Um, I've got a regular charcuterie board on my side that just talks about like the basic makeup of a charcuterie board. And then I've got another one that's in the shape of a Christmas tree. So you start with your pretzels or you can even put mixed nuts at the bottom for the trunk. And then you designate the beginning of the tree with the rosemary. And then you just kind of build up with your different meats and cheeses. But um, speaking of dietary restrictions, that would be an easy way to maybe use certain meats or certain cheeses over the other. That's a really flexible 
recipe that you can swap out. You could even even use different kind of nuts instead of meats and cheeses if you're trying to stay away from that processed food. But then again, it is a holiday, so <laughs> try and try. I mean, unless it's going to make you, you know, cause issues, don't do that. But um, right. you know, if you're just trying to cut down on the calories, like I would really encourage you to just embrace it. It's once a year and just. <laughs> eat the butter and eat the cheese and eat all of the good things. Oh, now I think you also have some music playlists on your website, right? I do. Um, I started doing those because I always feel personally responsible for every single song that comes on when you're playing a, a playlist or music yeah. or a party, you, you're always kind of wondering, is this the right music or people jiving with it? Or, you know, am I bringing people down with my Nora Jones or I'm kicking cool. them up too much with my, you know, whatever. But um, so I created a Thanksgiving playlist, which we just went through Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. um, that's full of just old classic, like there's that mashed potato song um, that was made in the forties <laughs> or fifties, I think. And it's a ton of fun. Um, the mashed potato song is on there. There's a little bit of Bing Crosby, mm -hmm. um, Frank Sinatra on that. And so there's a lot there that kind of makes you want to get up and dance and just be full of energy. Mm -hmm. um, so that one's a fun one to play. And then I've got my Christmas playlist. Of course, it's got, you know, everything from Bing Crosby and Frank Sinatra, the whole Rat Pack to, um, you know, like Faith Hill and mm -hmm. Celine Dion and just, it's just a whole mix. So, um, you know, those are, those are great ways to kind of create ambiance. If you're hosting a party or dinner, have it low and in the background and, um, you know, it's just, it's just a great way to kind of set a little mood. Mm -hmm. Well, that's awesome. And they can find that on your freebie page at your yes. website. Is that right? Yes. So um, that's up at the top and it says freebies up at the top and you just click that and um, you'll enter in your email address and that link will go right to your inbox. Okay. So do you have any um, like sentimental recipes that mean like foods that mean Christmas to you or Thanksgiving to you like in our family we have a cinnamon roll Christmas tree so every Christmas morning we'll um, put the cinnamon rolls in the shape of a tree my husband's mom did this and it, so it's like their tradition that's been passed down um and then they put the icing on it and then put uh M&Ms on it as the ornaments and oh, cute. yeah so everybody gets really excited about that every uh, Christmas morning it's super quick and easy so it's not like a heavy breakfast right and then yeah. um, because all you want to do a Christmas morning is open presents right you don't want to <laughs> be like have to sit down at that table and have banners you're like let's get in the stockings it's just but, do breakfast and that breakfast is just a formality on Christmas <laughs> right <laughs> right exactly um and so that's been really enjoyable for them so do you have anything like that that's uh, tied to a special memory yeah I actually have a couple of them come to mind so first is our cornbread dressing um which is a labor of love but it's actually very easy to make it's not it's not difficult at all um so that is cornbread that you make up ahead of time and you allow that to go stale and then you mix it in with um a lot of chicken broth and celery and onion and sage and then you let that sit overnight and then you pour that in a casserole dish and you bake it mm -hmm. and it to me, it's just not Thanksgiving or Christmas without that. 
Um, so my mom has always prepared that my grandmother always prepared that. So I've just kind of grown up knowing that that's going to be on our holiday dinner table. And it is like the top of it gets so crispy and like around the edges, the edges are my favorite, but around the edges, it just gets that crispy kind of buttery flavor and texture to it. And then on the inside, it's super moist and tender, which I know people hate the word moist, but it is. <laughs> so, um, and it just has so, so much great flavor to it. And then you just smother it in gravy and with mashed potatoes and turkey or ham, whatever you're doing, cranberry sauce, and you've got like the perfect holiday meal, in my opinion. Um, but aside from that, my mom has always made the breakfast casserole that's on my website. And that's um, got egg and sausage and cheese. And there's a couple of notes in the recipe itself that just say you can add different things like mushrooms and peppers and ham if you wanted to swap out the ham with the um, sausage, just things like that, that make it, um, you know, just easy and versatile. Um, and then there's an ambrosia recipe on my website, um, which a lot of people, when they think ambrosia, ambrosia, what is that? Yes. So ambrosia is like, it's kind of like a fruit salad and a lot of people make it with marshmallow fluff or some kind of cream, but this, or excuse me, cool whip, not cream, but, um, this is just clean peaches, oranges, maraschino cherries, and shaved coconut with a little bit of pecans on the top. And it's, we have that every single Christmas morning with our breakfast casserole. It is the super old school way of um, making ambrosia. I have not, I, when I was doing research on this recipe, trying to figure out, you know, what people were calling it, there is, I could not find that like I could not find a fruit salad ambrosia or, or something of that nature. So um, we've always called it ambrosia. So that's what I went with. But that was my great, great grandmother's recipe. And we actually still serve it in her cut glass bowl. So it is it is such a cherished recipe in our home. And it's something that I mean, it's not Christmas morning if you don't have your ambrosia. So and it's easy. Oh my gosh. It's like you open the can of peaches and the maraschino cherries and the oranges. I mean, the hardest thing you got to do is peel the oranges. <laughs> That's my kind of recipe, girl. You are yeah. speaking my language. Keep it simple. <laughs> right. And so it's so easy to get overwhelmed. Um, anytime you're hosting, whatever your holiday is, maybe your holiday isn't Christmas if you're listening to this but you may have some kind of family tradition where you feel obligated or are really excited to have people over. And then you're like, did I bite off more than I can chew? So um, we'll have, sorry, can you hear me okay? Uh-huh. Okay, sorry, I had a pop-up. <laughs> That's okay. So do you have any advice for people about how they can think about their, um, hosting in a way that will keep them enjoying it and not um, get overwhelmed by it. Yeah, so that's actually one of the reasons that I created the Hopeless to Hostess ebook is to help people kind of through that, you know, that sense of overwhelm. And I think the holidays, we look at Instagram and we look at Pinterest and we see these perfect, beautiful, stunning tables and we see 
presents and Christmas trees that are just over the top. And that's what we have to remember, right? That that is over the top. That was created in a studio <laughs> and like manufactured essentially just for that reason, for the photo. So I think that you have to have that perspective that that is not real life. And, um, you know, I mean, when I'm helping my mom with holidays, I could take a finished picture and it would look stunning. But the reality is, is that we are in the kitchen sweating bullets, trying to get everything done. I mean, there's, there is an element of overwhelm and stress that is just going to be there no matter what. So my biggest piece of advice, which people hate this piece of advice, but it really is the ticket is planning ahead. And that holiday hosting planner will help you do that. I mean, you typically need to start planning for a big holiday like Thanksgiving or Christmas, like three and four weeks advance because you've got to do your turkey and, you know, who's going to be there, sleeping arrangements and all of that kind of thing. So that has a tick list for, you know, all of the weeks leading up to, and then the week of, I even got that broken out by like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, day of, it's super succinct and very specific. But, um, you know, aside from that, whether you're doing 4th of July, Labor Day, I mean, it doesn't matter. You need to plan ahead. So make up your menu, make up your guest list, make sure that you have enough, you know, utensils and, you know, cutlery and all of that kind of thing that ends up going to the wayside when you get in the heat of the chaos and the moment. But, um, and don't, so plan ahead, but don't make recipes that you don't know how to make already. So if you're, if you're doing 4th of July, don't do a cherry pie, if you will, <laughs> you know, if you've never made a cherry pie before, just stick to the stuff that you already know how to do. Or because, practice, right? Yeah. Or practice ahead of time. Yeah. We and, had a biscuit making competition last year. I think it was last year or two years ago can't remember, but I will never forget it because I work, I think I made 12 batches of biscuits that week because I was working so hard to perfect the recipe and decide which Southern flour worked out better and um, the exact you know, amount of time on your stove, right? Because you've got, on the one hand, you've got recipes say, do it at this temperature for this many minutes, but you know, they don't know your pans and they don't know your stove necessarily. So getting right. more acquainted with your own equipment and where you're going to be making it and uh, just smoothing out the process so that at the last minute, you're not stressing over those little details because you've never done it before. And then you can't really enjoy being with your family or whoever you're trying to visit with. Right. And the perfect example of this is actually that cornbread dressing that I was talking about. Mm -hmm. So the actual recipe, like where the recipe that we've gone off of for like decades and decades, the cook time is 45 minutes. And my mom and I have made that recipe like a kabillion times. And it is, it always takes at least two hours to make. And it's not anything that we've done. It's just something, I don't know what kind of oven this person was using that, that wrote it out. It's all scratched out on a piece of paper, but something happened in between all of that, that, you know, kind of just reneged all of that. So, um, the truly they didn't have a convection oven back in the day. I hope not. I mean, I have no <laughs> idea what happened, but regardless, I mean, so if I had made that for the first time for Thanksgiving dinner, you know, just 
all willy nilly, here's what I'm going to do. I would have had undercooked dressing and that would not have been good. And then you would have had it, you would have needed another hour of cook time. So basically, yes. Yeah, so practice, plan ahead um, and make sure that you, you know what, what it is that you're cooking. You've made up before, or you have someone, you know, who's hanging around going, yeah, that cherry pie is perfect. Or yeah, that dressing is done or, or whatever the, the, um, whatever the dish is. Well, you are obviously a wealth of knowledge when it comes to recipes. And so I will definitely be following along to learn from you because I need it to be as simple as possible. <laughs> yes. Simplicity um, is key. Yes. So um, anyone listening to this, you need to follow southerncravings.com and I will be linking to the freebie page in the caption of the podcast that's released online. So if you are interested in getting what she has to share for free, do that. And then if you are ready to jump in and get her ebook so you can be the hostess with the mostess. <laughs> Yes. Um, can they, where can they get your book? Is it just on your website or is it on other websites? No, it's on my website. So southerncravings.com and at the very top of the page and the navigation menu up at the top, it will say the holiday hosting planner. So you can just click on that and it will walk you through, um, you know, your payment options and all of that. So it's all very secure. It's nothing that, um, that I've constructed. It's all, it's all done through a reputable website. <laughs> okay. Well, fantastic. Well, Anna Kate, thank you for taking time out of your Thanksgiving weekend to share your project with us. And I look forward to seeing your book. Happy to do it. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. And if you have not yet subscribed to the Lou Review podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, so you will be notified of the next episode and I'll see you in the next one. Bye.